Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an online business manager living with fibromyalgia and bipolar disorder. On this podcast, I'm going behind the scenes in my business and talking to other Spooniepreneurs to get real about what it looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness to inspire you to start the business of your dreams, no matter what life throws your way. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I want to start out today's episode by taking a minute to thank you so very much for your support of the podcast so far. I have been absolutely amazed at how many Spoonie entrepreneurs there are out there, uh, and I have been absolutely honored to hear your stories, so keep them coming. Today, I want to talk to you about something that impacts all entrepreneurs, and that is setting boundaries between your life and your business. Oh, and this one is so tricky, right? First of all, we live in a culture where we have absolutely romanticized this idea of being busy and overwhelmed. Like it's a badge of honor to be stressed and working all the time. And this is so, so true for most entrepreneurs. So do you guys watch Shark Tank? Because I honestly, I didn't watch it that much until I had a client who landed a deal on the show, which was straight up amazing. And now I am absolutely obsessed. And one of the sharks, Lori Greiner, said in an interview, and I love this, that entrepreneurs are the only people who will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours a week. Oh my goodness. And it's so true. And as entrepreneurs, we've created a culture where hustle is applauded. You know, I see this in so many of my colleagues out there and in so many of the businesses that I work in where people feel like they have to be working all the time and it has to be hard in order to be successful. Um, and let's just get clear about one thing. I, Oh, I am absolutely allergic to hustle because honestly, the need to hustle in your business all the time, it means that you haven't set up a sustainable business. The reality is, is that you will burn out from working all the time. You will end up resenting your business and you'll probably, your business will fail. It's just not a good place to be working from. And for sure, there are seasons in my business when I work more but this is not the norm. And honestly, even when I'm working more, more means like working 40 hours a week. Um, unless my client is in the middle of like an online course launch or something like that, you know, I'm not working more than 40 hours a week. Like that's my hard stop. And honestly, this culture of constantly having to hustle and work harder than everyone else it just doesn't work when you have a chronic illness. Living with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome has forced me to find a work-life balance that I consistently struggled with before. My body will literally fall apart if I push myself too hard. And my business will 100% struggle as well, which is something that I definitely learned the hard way, y'all. <laughs> no lie. Most successful entrepreneurs I know are honestly on the third or fourth version of their business. And I know this is true for me. I had a side hustle as a virtual assistant. I moved briefly during a bout of mania into the coaching world. And then I went back to being a virtual assistant before landing at where I'm at now as an online business manager and owner of a virtual support agency. And the reason why I think that we go through so many versions of our businesses is often because... 
We build businesses that are unsustainable for one reason or another. For a lot of people, uh, they get stuck chasing idea after idea because they think that that next idea will be their golden ticket to success. Or maybe you build a business on an idea that's either too general or it's too niche and you can't find any clients. But for a lot of people, their businesses fail because they don't have solid boundaries and they just plain burn out. So When I was working as a virtual assistant, I did what many done-for-you service providers do. When I started out, I worked all the time. I would take client calls in the evening, and I responded to emails during the weekend. I would stop everything I was doing to take care of Ross Jobs, which is not a great idea. And I did this because I thought that if I had solid boundaries in my business, that my clients would leave me. Um, And this is something that's definitely perpetuated within the field. I think a lot of people expect their support staff to be available to them 24-7. And so this fear is really, really grounded in some truth, um, which is a really hard thing, I think, for some business owners who are out there preaching that you should have work-life balance uh, when they're not doing that for themselves and they're not allowing their team to do that either. So that's just my little soapbox. And one thing I want to be really clear about is that in my business, I have always worked on a team because I never wanted to be the only person working in a client's business because I knew that there would come a time when I needed to rely on somebody else to get it all done. So when I got really sick during this client's launch, I sent an email to the team letting them know that I needed to step away for a few days. And for every client, I have documented workflows and I keep everything organized in a project management tool. So it's very easy for people to pick up where I left off. So really things went pretty seamlessly without me. But when I got back to work after my meds got figured out and I was feeling better, I hopped on a call with this client and he was absolutely terrible to me. This person who is in a helping profession said to me that he was disappointed that I had let the team down by not pulling myself together enough to work, and he never once asked how I was feeling. Oh, and it was so hard, but I took a deep breath, and I told him he needed to find another virtual assistant. And it's easy to look back on now and to see all the amazing things that happened after that moment, but in that moment, like I felt like I was going to puke because it was not an easy decision to make. I mean, this client made up half of my income. And at that time, like I had nothing else lined up and medical bills out the wazoo. But I knew that I, it was only me that could stand up for myself and create boundaries that allowed me to care for my health. I mean, that's the reason that I started the business. And what good was it to create this business that allowed me freedom if I didn't ever stand up for myself? I'm also a firm believer that when you stand up for yourself and you stand in your truth, the universe takes care of you. So the next client I found, a couple of weeks later, I'm literally still working with almost two years later. I went from being her virtual assistant to her online business management as her business has grown, and it's been an amazing partnership. And while deciding how we're going to spend our time and standing up for ourselves when it comes to that work-life balance is super important, there are also boundaries that we have to set in our businesses that are so unique to living with a chronic illness. For most of us, we have to also determine what our boundaries are and how we're sharing about our health with our clients, right? It's 
This one is so difficult because for most spooniepreneurs, our health will impact our ability to serve our clients at some point. There are certainly moments, even you know, three and a half, almost four years in, that I miss deadlines or I have to take unexpected days off because I'm just not feeling well. But there's always that fear that if you disclose your health issues right away, that your clients will view you as not capable of doing the job and they won't hire you, right? And this is such a personal choice, and it's one, honestly, that I feel like takes a lot of trial and error. So for some people, the nature of your illness means that you really have to disclose what's going on up front. Um, This is especially true if you have a lot of appointments that you're juggling or if you're working strange hours because you're trying to accommodate your symptoms. For other people, your clients might actually be attracted to working with you because you understand what it's like to live with challenges. And I really, I had a conversation with Andrea, who I interviewed earlier this season. I think it was like episode two. And if you haven't listened to that, you should really listen to that interview because we touch on this a little bit about when you disclose to your clients and what that looks like. For me in my business, I don't usually share about my illness right away unless I'm working with a client as their online business manager because it's such an intense ongoing relationship. At this point, honestly, the majority of my clients come via word of mouth, and many of them hire us to build an online course or a website or launch their podcast. And because I work with a large team of people to complete these projects, my illness really isn't a factor. I mean, even if I need to step away, my team is really doing most of the work. And I've set up my business like this 100% on purpose because I know that I need to have a business with this flexibility so that I can continue to focus on my health. But I'm also really conscious of the environment that I set up within the agency itself. So a lot of the people that I employ in our agency are actually Spoonies themselves. And so I know that we need to have an environment where people can adapt everything to work for their own unique circumstances. While a lot of us do work on evenings and weekends just because we're working around doctor's appointments or kids' schedules or our health issues, I never ever expect my team to feel like they have to do that or you know, expect them to communicate with clients outside of working hours. But in order to run a business like that, you have to over-communicate everything. When a client comes into our agency, they get a welcome packet. And this spells out in advance when our working hours are, what people can expect from that working relationship so that clients know from the onset not to expect 24-7 access. And and there are always going to be those clients that try it anyway. You have it in writing that you've given it to them so that you can fall back on, well, you know, we let you know at the start of this that that's just not how we operate. Um, This is what you can expect from this working relationship. And if that doesn't work for you, you can feel free to find somebody else. The reality is that for a lot of us, we're not always at our computers. Uh, If your life is anything like mine, you're balancing doctor's appointments, treatments, and let's be honest, naps. (laughs) And I've made this commitment in my business though, that I get back to clients within four hours during my business hours. And for me, that's 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
And when you do this, you are building trust with your clients that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And you're going to communicate right away if something comes up that will keep you from meeting a deadline. And this is so important because we do work in this environment where people do expect you to be on all the time. And there's major trust issues if they send something to you and it's been eight hours, it's been 12 hours, and they haven't heard anything back. And even though you might be working on that project, they don't know that you are. And if you're not always available to them, then they feel like, well, I can never talk to you when I need to talk to you and I don't know what you're doing and why are we even doing this, right? So over-communicating with your clients is one way that you can set boundaries for yourself and still be successful in business. But at the end of the day, you are literally the only person who can figure out what your boundaries are. You get to decide when you communicate with your clients and when and what this looks like. You get the opportunity to decide when you share about your illness and how you do that, when it's appropriate, how you have that conversation, that is all in your hands. But I'm going to challenge you that these are things that you have to do consciously. You have to figure out what that's going to look like before it becomes an issue because it will be something that you have to look at in your business. Um, So figuring out how it feels right to you before it becomes this huge issue is really best case scenario. It's how you run a proactive business and it's how you have longevity in business. Really, the number one rule of being a spooniepreneur is that you have to be proactive. It is not a question of if your health is going to impact your business. It's a matter of when. And so when you take the time to figure out what boundaries feel good to you before it becomes a big issue, you are setting yourself up for success. This is a juicy one, right, guys? So I want to continue this conversation with you. Come join us over in the Spooniepreneur Facebook group. We are over there chatting with each other about life and being a Spoonie and being an entrepreneur. Um, and I want you to chime in about what your boundaries look like in your business. And if you need help or accountability, that's always a good one. Uh, come over there um, and see what we've got going on. We would love to connect with you. And if you haven't already, uh, make sure you head over to iTunes to rate and review this episode. I love reading what you have to say. Um, Sometimes it can feel like you're in a vacuum when I'm just sitting here recording into my microphone. So hearing you guys engage with this and hearing your stories has been so amazing. So keep it up. It's really, really helpful, I think, to the entire community to see that there are so many amazing Spoonies out there who are running businesses and kicking ass and taking names. So Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, recommend, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find show notes and to get connected to our community of Spooniepreneurs, go to www.theresilientva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.